Hello, everybody. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. It's Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. It's 2-23-23. And it is 9 p.m. Toronto time. And we are doing a show. Didn't make it in yesterday because we had a foot of snow here. And even if you have one inch of snow in Toronto, everything grinds to a halt. Even though they do their best to scare people to stay off the roads because they say, oh, it's going to snow, it's going to blow, it's going to be icy, it's going to be just chaos. And it does work. And I am kind of grateful that they do scare everyone off the road because it just means uh, there's more of a chance uh, I can move around a bit because I have to be on the road. And tonight uh, was the end of the storm, but it was freezing rain and ice and it still was tricky i'm not as late today and therefore because this is thursday and because this is frank's night an ounce of salt per day has made a pledge to be here every thursday and uh even though something strange happened last thursday we might find out from frank uh frank is here today so i pushed it off an hour and Frank is in the studio right now, all the way from Geelong, the Corporation of Victoria in the Corporation of Australia. I guess you're in the Corporation of Geelong as well, probably, all three corporations. Well, I'm not even sure that Geelong, because there's no third tier of government in Australia officially, so I think mm-hmm. councils are you know, entirely a fiction, as they all are. Is that this is the, this the is the final agenda show tonight. Say again. This isn't the agenda show as opposed to the no agenda show. Right. Do you listen to the no agenda show? Only when you post it. I enjoy it though. I think they're great. They they're entertaining, aren't they? As and well very, as very much. So. It, it, it all happens in a you know in a way that's easily absorbed. Well, they are their their motto is to deconstruct the media. So therefore, they ha- they always go to the current media, which I appreciate because I don't follow the current media. So that's where I get my current media. So they deconstruct it. That's their mission. So half the show is them playing clips. So they're not actually talking; they're clipping, which is good. It's annoying because I find the official mainstream media annoying to listen to, but they do play it. And, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy the show immensely because of that. And uh, you will see that I don't know. I could bring it up on the show notes here. No. One of their problems is they don't have a central website, which is really annoying. I don't think. So I just type in the no agenda. Okay, it's noagendashow.net. And uh, let's see. Uh, okay. I wanted to see if I was a producer, so they didn't get my producer ship yet. I may, I mail it, so I'm not a producer on this show. Next show, I should be a producer, so heads up. I do sponsor the show. I'm a producer of the show, so because I believe in sponsoring or paying for media that I enjoy and consume and I want to see further, just like this show, value for value. there you go i don't know if this is even their website i think this is someone else does this website can you see the screen now frank i can see the um can see the screen yeah i don't even think this is their website 
somebody's just um, cashing in. No, they have a lot of producers that do stuff for them. Yeah. And this doesn't look like their website, but it's what came up. Um, I know that his show notes are on his own site. Unless they redid it, they, no, they can't have done it. So now I'm confused. So I'll have to look it up further. Anyway, you have an agenda, so what is it? Well, I um, I, I, I subscribe to several, um, what would you call them, quasi-constitutional legal type sites. One of them is Constitution Watch, and it did a officer, a search, a title search, an Australian business number search for who are the Australian Taxation Office? And, you know, I'm quoting now from their website. This is constitutionwatch.com.au. The Australian Taxation Office are a trading name of a business named Ultimate Holdings for All Company, as provided for within the Australian Government Business Register. But is the ATO a constitutional trading corporation for the purpose of Section 51 of the Constitution? And so on and so on. And it, it goes through a, a series of, of discussions, which I urge people to look at on constitutionwatch.com.au. Who are the Australian Taxation Office? It turns out that the company, the Australian Taxation Office, is nothing more than the trading name of a business called the Ultimate holding for all company and the registered owners through trusts are the Commonwealth Bank of Australia in, as part of a body corporate, Black Rock Management Australia, Quantum Corporation, Merrill Lynch, New PH Proprietary Limited, Tier 3 Proprietary Limited, Merrill Lynch again, Merrill Lynch again, and the Australian Taxation Office holds some of its own stock. So it's, again, it's, um, you know, is it, the question remains, is there some insider trading thing going on there? The Bank of America owns some. The trustee for Patricia Holdings Trust, the trustee for Zama, Zama Khan, uh, Share call up Zarina, share call up Zarina and Zarina Khan. So it's very interesting. And James Edward Chalmers is also a debtor representative. Hmm. Do you have uh, this on your screen? You want to share it? Yeah, I could share it. Yeah. No, you can share. I'm just going to remember. How is to it? It sounds more like the IRS because I don't think in Canada we have. A similar setup, but I could be wrong. I just could I just possibly don't know. But yours sounds more like the IRS, which is a private corporation as well. That's why so many Americans don't think just like a parking ticket from a private corporation, they should have to submit. Right. As yep. far as I as far as I know. It's um Oh, it's just incredible the the level of fraud that goes on. Okay, I see your screen now. I so can't if I, see if it, I can't but... hear. 
Okay, there's some stuff on the screen, yeah. Who are the Australian Taxation Office? Etc. And, and this is through on. your favorite group, Know Your Rights? Well, this is a guy affiliated with them. He runs a website called constitutionwatch.com.au. Okay. Um, but again, you know, very interesting. It's it's sort of a, a confirmation of those, uh, you, know, you know, if you never submit a tax form or take a tax file number, then really, you know, these guys can't do anything about it. They're a, corp they're a corporation. Right. You know, they have no legal standing. To, for, for unsolicited services, really. It's, um, so, yeah, so where does all the money go? It goes to a private corporation. What happens then? Who do they collect it for? And interestingly, this looks like it's happened very, very recently. 1st of December, 2022. Okay, I have the link, constitutionwatch.com.au. I'll put it in today's show notes if anyone wants to look into that further. That'll be show note number one. And the specific entry you're looking at is, and I'll bring up my screen now because I guess your screen is still showing. And um, there is my screen. And the, well, they got there. all kinds of stuff. Will the real king please stand up? It's a great site. It's a great website. And I think a lot of it would be applicable to Canada. I love his slogan. If you can see through the illusion, you are part of the solution. Yeah. That means I'm part of the solution. So it Yay. seems. Who are the Australian Taxation Office? Very, very interesting. This would be a great guy to get on the show. Tremendous guy to get on the show, yeah. They're very busy, these guys. They're barely keeping up with their own their own work that's amazing and let's and blackrock vanguard state street they are all corporations that manage money they manage the funds of you and i really any investor at all anyone that doesn't want to buy a stock individually <clears throat> buys it through an etf well, there was a there was a um, a fellow. He sounded like he was an Afghan or something. Who did a an analysis showing BlackRock and Vanguard and just about everything between them. But and he was even hinting that the they manage the funds. But you see, the people that own see they manage funds on behalf. So, for instance, if um, the Ontario teachers, which is a huge pension fund, they just hand their money over to BlackRock to invest. Yeah. So it's not BlackRock's money. It's, it's for the most part, everyone's money. So we are all participating in our own oppression. So anyone <laughs> that has a pension of any sort, there's a great chance that BlackRock is managing that money. And that is power concentrated in a very small with a very small group of people that ultimately run that company and all they do is and you can see what they they have they have probably hundreds of etf funds and most of the funds are just invested in corporations everyday corporations that you yourself could 
directly invest in and not pay a fee. They probably take up to two to three or four percent of the value of the portfolio, whether they make money or not. So they're just another, it's just another bank, really. They're just skimming off the top because you're too lazy to go invest directly in companies yourself. Yeah. And I have to admit, I do own some, I think I do own some BlackRock uh, ETFs. Yeah. I haven't divested myself, but now I know who they are. Now I'm not happy. You're not happy? You don't have to clap your hands in. Well, I'm not happy knowing. So, for instance, if I don't know what to invest my money in, you can invest it with a BlackRock ETF fund or Vanguard ETF fund, and they just usually put aside money and invest it in the index, for instance. The index of many millions of different indexes. So I I should probably divest myself of them completely. Yeah. So one of the interesting things about this article mm-hmm. about this list of things is you'll notice the Australian Taxation Office has a number that ends in 556 it's Australian business number Okay I'm looking at the ABN Oh right here 556 yeah what does that yeah. mean is that a code well, If you go down the principal in the holders of that thing you'll find that the ATO is a holder The same with the same ABN as a holder in itself. <laughs> okay. How that works, I don't know. <laughs> okay. There, there is some kind of circular <laughs> ownership going on. We are really in a muddle, I tell you. Yeah, you're and good. The, at... other, mm-hmm. the, the, the other fantastic bit of work that's going on in Australia is it, so what has happened in Australia is that land titles are supposed to be, uh, under the Constitution, managed through a crown, through the crown. Okay. And now all of the land titles offices around Australia have been privatised. Right. And they they are owned by a business which is a consortium of the major banks of Australia. There may be others involved. I think that happened here. They did that when they digitised it. Now, what is – I'm alerting people in Australia now that the the Know Your Rights group, one of the fellows on the Know Your Rights group, is setting up an alternative register for land titles uh, through a, a – um, uh, through a, a, an office that has existed since the 1300s. And has some this somehow this relic of being able to register land titles still exists. So for anyone that's interested in that, in because it looks like with the privatisation of the land titles office, that I mean it's uh, we don't know whether land titles are at risk or not. But um, at the moment, land titles which are supposedly should be managed, any change of ownership, et cetera, any fees payable on land, on land titles, that revenue should only go to the Crown. That isn't occurring now. It's, it's all being managed by a, a private company that does the manages the holding of land titles largely through electronic. There are still some paper titles there. But that is 
there is an alternative being set up where you can move your land title and that may free you of the obligation to pay taxes on your land. So you may be free of land taxes as a result of this setting up of this um, alternative land tax registry. I think they're two very important things for people to be considering now as there appears to be a whole series of unconstitutional shenanigans being conducted by our putative government. And that's the end of my agenda app, so I just wanted to get those two messages out. They're things of interest to me. Harmon says, this is very old news, at least to me. Good night, Emma, and Skate and Destroy. Good evening. <laughs> okay. I don't know if he's talking about what we're talking about is old news, but it's that's pretty new news to most people, I think. Corporation it's, Nation. So the the whole the, government... The land, title, the land title thing is, is absolutely red-hot new. There'd be very few people that are, are familiar with it. I'm talking about Australia now because right. the office is still being established now. It's um, for full details, I would urge people to... Is that for all of Australia? Isn't it done by a state-by-state basis? One company has, has managed to... Yes, it is done by state-by-state basis, mm-hmm. but each one of them has been privatised to the same company, even though they you know, say that they're the Victorian Titles Office or the Queensland Titles Office. All of them are managed by... Sorry, in my understanding, by one company which is a consortium, which is owned by a consortium of Australian banks. It says here land, the land registry offices in Ontario are for the general public and are only available online. So you have to go to OnLand. So this is something, oh, yes, Terranet. Terranet is a is the property and registration service for Ontario, TerraNet. Yeah. So, then so could... you would need to do something equivalent to, to this ABN search in Canada for TerraNet. Who owns TerraNet? Okay, TerraNet is owned by Omer's Infrastructure. And Omer's is Ontario Municipal Employees Retirement System. So there you go. That's a pension fund. Well, that's interesting. And again, I'm I'm quite certain that land title revenue from land titles is supposed to go to the crown in Canada. You know, I've got you know just given the similarities between Canada and Australia, I'd be very surprised if what's going on there is. Uh, constitutionally valid. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting. Mohammed Faraday is the CEO of. I don't know what he is. Okay, this is confusing. He's an employee of Terranet, but he's the CEO of OneView. Okay, well that's interesting. I know that um, the Kevin J. Johnson show. They have a guy named Stefanos who talks all about private land ownership and whatnot so he always rails against terranet i'm not sure what his biggest beef is maybe it's similar to yours 
Well, mine's, mine is not so much about complaining about it. Mine is what I'm interested in getting out to people is that there, it looks like there is a workable solution that's been generated to, um, effectively thwart the, the takeover of private property using a, a legitimate titles registration, which has the authority of the crown because ultimately all these titles derive from the crown. Okay, very good. That's probably oh. the key thing. All right. Any other topics or was that the main topic of the night and you got it off uh, your chest? I've got it off my chest. They're the two main topics. I mean, I, I've, I, I, I've been very interested in watching the explosion of um, mainstream discussion about vax damage, deaths, so on and so on. It has been, I mean, I've, I thought it was accelerating, I think the last time we spoke a couple of weeks ago. But since then, it's really just become a mainstream item. All right. On that note, we'll turn to YouTube off so we can talk in depth. If you want to continue watching this on you from YouTube, make sure you go to facotube.com because we're going to talk about vaccines. Yes, we are. The V word. So off goes YouTube. Okay, so YouTube is off. We had uh, three people on YouTube, but you're going to have to come on over to FacoTube, and hopefully they'll come over to FacoTube and join the FacoTube chat. Do you actually leave a link, or do you just tell them to look for FacoTube? I don't leave a link. I'm too lazy. <laughs> I'm too lazy. But uh, it's how hard could it be? Just type <laughs> FacoTube.com. We make it pretty darn easy. Well, I think uh, you might like this video on FacoTube that I pilfered off somebody. I, I saw that, yeah. Again, it's it's this. We talked about again this the other week. This thing about excess deaths. Okay. It's just too dribbling and confusing for me. Mm -hmm. Show us the total numbers. Let's see what's happened over in, over time, over the stream of time. Mm -hmm. Then we can you know make our own conclusions about what's really happening because. Is excess death sort of a benign, it's sort of a very soft term for what's going on. Like we, you, we could call it a, a genocide, a vaxo cost. They just call it excess death. It's, it's, it's almost like excess skin that you want yeah. to cut off. It's really, or excess hair, get a haircut. And it you, really, you know, I just hmm. don't think you get the, 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 you know, if it's, if the numbers are true, I just don't think yeah. people are getting the gist of what's happening. If the numbers yeah, are true in Victoria, it's a 20% increase in the number of registered deaths per per year, per month. And and a trend is growing. Let me just play this for a few seconds because I just thought it was good. So we will uh, unmute it, of course. This is traditional Japanese drum music. I thought it was pretty well well played. I don't know why they call them COVID deaths, but they don't identify. I guess this is just uh, documenting. It's, what, it's, it's, it's the it's the COVID is the label given by the the authority, isn't it? Right. It's so these are the COVID deaths. They say 
yeah, this is, uh, the, this is the numbers labeled as COVID on the basis of that system that they used. Right, the system of misidentifying a cold using yeah. the phony PCR yes. process. The PCR process, which they call a test. Yeah. It was well done. So she at least points out when the vaccine started and has this and the boosters. Really well done. Anyway, that's Japan. She also did Germany, which I thought was pretty good too. With I guess it's Beethoven. Did Much more that? horrific numbers though for um, Germany. Right. Here it is. Here. You'd hope that's not true, wouldn't you? Yeah, forty-four percent. She did this slightly differently. Very up to date. Yeah. I thought that really hit home. Really well done, Texas Lindsay. I like that a lot. Mm. Sometimes a little music and a little graphs go a long way. Of course, you've done the same thing. Yeah. And then in Australia, there's been several parliamentarians and in England really blasting this thing. And they are um, just being, how would you call it, railroaded by procedural stuff in the Parliament House. Mm-hmm. In one, uh, Senator Rennick asked the Australian, the, the man that's in charge of the Australian Federal Police, he, he says, well, I was told by a public servant um that you know all the necessary information was provided on the tests, and yet here we have a clear example of a girl that's died because the vaccine contains a particular compound to which many people are allergic to and die. And um, I was told misleading information. What what process do I need to do to get the Australian Federal Police to launch a prosecution against this fellow who has lied to me? And the Australian Federal Police. Commissioner just said, oh, well, it's got nothing to do with us. <laughs> it's only, it depends on what state it is. Well, this, this occurred in the Australian Capital Territory. So aren't the federal police in charge of the Australian Capital Territory? Oh, well, yes, we are. But uh, I think you have to report your thing to the, uh, the Office of um, Public Service or something. It's, it's just no ability to, you know, no understanding of how you prosecute people 
in high office that lie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never just, been done. That's why. So it's they a crazy just, situation. Yeah, it's not been done. And those, that, those, those, um, you know, that thing of of um, Senator Rannick doing that has been pushed broadly in Australia. And um, the chairman of the committee just accused him of getting a uh, YouTube video. <laughs> In a no attempt to help him work out how to achieve what his goal was. Have you been able, have you been keeping up on FACO too? Because I think since we last talked, we have, well, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks because we miscommunicated or you misunderstood last week. Yeah. But, For some reason, I thought it was Thursday. It was just a glitch in the programming. Yeah, it was, I went COVID. On. it was COVID. Obviously, I was affected. I went on without you. I survived. <laughs> but in <laughs> it, but in the last week, I've discovered this woman, Catherine Watt, BaileyWickNews.substack.com. Have you mm-hmm. had a chance to watch her previous? I've, made, I've watched a lot of the stuff you post, Ed, but do remind me. Well, she lays out how this whole thing. Yes, I did watch it. The United States. Is everything is happening legally because it's, this is not a vaccine. It's a countermeasure. This is all military. It's a military operation, which explains the precision and the worldwide rollout because we know the United States is in every country of the world yeah. militarily. And the who is a military operation. Everything is being done under military law. Yes, it was pretty fascinating to listen to her, the way she's traced out the stealth by which each plank of the ship has been built, laid down. This whole COVID kill box is just, all these terms are fascinating. So this video lays out this presentation, and you can go look it up yourself on her. She has the slideshow on her substack. It's really fascinating, though. This, this explains. She even explained why the cops, when you're when the cops are killing using the COVID protocols in the hospitals, if you call the cops to get your extricate your loved one out because you know what's going on, the cops will turn on you because you are interfering with the pandemic, <laughs> and yeah. they're drilled and trained to do so. Yeah. So everything, like you said, has been set up in advance and reinforced with drills. Yep. But it is it is a military operation. And here's the COVID kill box. The DOD, Department of Defense, who... So she's just showing how this is just all DARPA, DOD. It's just... It's stunning. And... Uh, she also is trying to provide solutions on how this can be stopped, but there are very few people that understand what's going on. And the ones that do understand what's going on, they don't really want to get in front of a freight train to stop it. But she she's provided all the information, so she's not she's not going to move it forward, but she provides all the information, obviously, for free, so anyone can take it and run with it, which I think is great. So she's done her part. 
Yeah, and I and I think there's still a large part of the um, assumption that you're owned by the state through the uh, birth certificate thing going on. And, um, you know, again, I would point out people like uh, the Christian Remedy at Law um, as a website, which we've, we've, we've highlighted before, mm-hmm. for people to watch that and understand what the remedy is. I, I am I am a person that has been using, or I'm a, a man that has been using, applying some of these remedies, and so far so good. I I can only say. It says from 1969, she they have worked to induce suicide and homicide by fraudulently labeling poisons as medicines, vaccines, prophylactics, and submission to poisoning, self sterilization as a civic duty quieter, cleaner, and leaves more critical infrastructure intact instead of starting a war. Just amazing. Amazing research. And she she really takes it right up to the BIS, the Bank of International Settlements. And the only other person that we ever heard talk like that was our favorite Norwegian, Jan Eric. He was always railing on about the BIS. Yeah. They really, and so Alex Jones is always railing about the banksters, but it really is the bankers. <laughs> they they administer all this. Yeah. And they will be, you know, obviously they'll be the beneficiaries of people that die if they've got their titles, for example, if they've got, you know, if there's any unclaimed property, they're obviously, they're, they're the ones with the, with the, certificates in there <laughs> it just goes on and on Stephen brought up the uh the acronym barda which is the bio it's uh the bio weapons program it's really just bot shot the countermeasure not it's not a vaccine but she goes through some of the history of how they built this kill box and it's it's just fast. And, and I think you highlighted what a kill box was. You you know it's a mm-hmm. it's a um, a deliberate strategic positioning of of um, personnel and weapons. Yeah. So that you can uh, take out the target without injuring your, your own personnel. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, is that your recollection of the description you put in? A kill box is defined by joint publication, a three-dimensional area reference that enables timely, effective coordination and control and facilitates rapid attacks. And the COVID-19 kill box, the geographic terrain, the entire world, targets, all people, duration, permanent, weapons, informational, fraud, propaganda, censorship, psychological, fear, terrorism, chemical, biological, radiological, Nuclear, CBRN, which is uh, which is pharmaceuticals, toxins, pathogens. Also the food supply, financial currency, energy supplies. That's the kill box. Mm. And the source for this is kill box, multi-service tactics, techniques, and procedures for kill box employment. Airland Sea Application Center, June 2005. It's fascinating. This is a military operation that really explains everything 
That's why it's running so perfectly. And it's amazing. It takes sort of a nerdy type of personality to have the patience and tenacity to drill through all this really dry material. The codes, the U.S. codes, the acts, the acts beget the regulations that implement all these things. It's really fascinating. Yeah. And the discussion of the, the, um, what was the code for the implementation of legislation that's there in the USA has increased from, you know, 25, I, I can't remember the numbers, but you know, the, the size of the, of the instruction book has now gone up tenfold in the last 20 years. Yeah. I think wild times brought that up on one of the audio chats. Right. I think. And if you know, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you go to fakeologist.com, click on podcasts. And I don't do a really good job of breaking down the topics within an audio chat. Somebody asked me today, what, what audio chat was it where you were talking about the moon? I, I don't know because I don't, we don't make, we don't make good notes. It's one of these from two or three months ago, but unfortunately, we, if anyone wants to break down the topics within the audio chats, the best person for that would be Napoleon, Napoleon Wilson, super fan of the show. If he wants to, and actually he does in the comments many times, I think, or maybe he puts it in Telegram, which is useless because Telegram, nobody's on Telegram and nobody sees it. But if he put it in the notes in the comments, maybe it would be seen. But uh, one of these wild times, he was breaking down some of the U.S. code with me. And he also talked to somebody who is some kind of dispatcher for one of the one of the two, the other railway system in the United States that was explaining a lot about what could have happened in East Palestine, the Ohio train derailment. And I'm positive, I'm pretty sure now, I bet you there wasn't a train derailment at all. I think it was just, they were just showing the the movie set. I don't think there was a derailment. How's that? I, I agree with you, by the way. Once mm-hmm. they tell you that the same actors are involved, mm-hmm. I, I think it's one of those things that have been shot, you know, at the same time, as you said, and yeah, it's nothing more than that. Yeah, I really think so. The more I listen to it, and um, just, just by coincidence, the same people that were in the show. Yeah, it's just and too that, obvious when you listen to it, and the fact that the alternative media is pumping it up as something real and it's a cover-up, that is the other side of the dialectic. Yeah. And we know that the controllers use the dialectical process to get what they want. So they generate the story. They generate the hysterical reaction to it. They're even saying, oh, it's going to come to Canada. And I think we... Poison the fish and you won't be able to eat them because they'll be radioactive. Well, they didn't say radioactive, but no, I thought it was the Fukushima thing. That's all. It's yeah, just... I thought it was instructional because 
<laughs> you talk a lot about we we talk a lot about hydrochloric acid as a result of salt intake. So I thought maybe yeah. you'd have something to say because this was polyvinyl chloride or vinyl chloride, which I guess is a liquid orga- organic chemi- organic chemical that yeah. they use to make plastics, injection molding, I guess. Mo- mostly vinyls, yeah. Right. Is that plastics then? For instance, I was... It's just... a t- it's, vinyl is like that kind of pseudo-leather that we used to have on... Right. Yeah. But it can be used for injection molding, I think, which is just about yes. all the auto parts. Yeah. Most of our cars are just plastic. PVC, yep. Mm-hmm. I know because I was trying to remove some PVC to get to a, a part of my car, and I was amazed how thin the ductwork was. It's just really, really flimsy, thin PVC that I was removing. Mm. And uh, just amazed how plastic a car is. It's just all plastic. It's all crap. I just I broke off a clip of one of the pieces of plastic because I didn't know how to remove it because I'm not a mechanic. But that part, that clip cost 70 bucks. Ouch. And you can't glue it back on because it's under high tension when it's used to hold whatever other piece of plastic in place. But really. Well, here's a little here's a little tip for for many things you can repair plastic with is super glue and then top, drop a bit of uh, sodium bicarbonate on it. Okay. Are you familiar with that? No. So you can repair a lot of plastic components with a combination of super glue and sodium bicarbonate. Okay. And you can just YouTube that, how to do it, if anyone's listening. It's very handy. I've repaired – I've even repaired a um, a garage door winder that had a – it only had a plastic part as a main part that gripped the door to wind it up. And one of those bits broke off when the door got jammed. And I repaired it with uh, super glue and sodium bicarbonate. And that lasted for another 10 years till I've we've just replaced the doors altogether. It went from two doors to one door, and and that repair had, had worked perfectly. Well, how do you use that? So you put the super glue on. What do you do with the sodium bicarbonate? You drop it on top. So you, what does that you know, do to the super glue? It it pass, but it, what it does is it makes it a lot. It, it allows you to repair pl- plastic. That's all I can tell you. Oh, Obviously, God. there's some chemical reaction that works incredibly well. So it it it, it must sort of seal it off from or maybe okay interesting yeah well i think i already i already paid for the part but next time i will try that thank you i'll look it up too i should have looked it up super glue and sodium bicarbonate powder well we'll just look it up now i'll put it in the show notes super glue glue which is dangerous if you get it on your skin isn't it I'm not because I'm always getting it on my skin. <laughs> well, it's hard not to. How strong is super glue and baking soda? That's wow. right. You call it baking soda, soda reinforcing glue repair. Four steps. Instructables. Okay. Interesting. All right. There's the video. There's the website. Indestructible. Instructables.com. We'll make that show note number four. Show note number three. So not only do we talk about the problems, we talk about the solutions. See, that's what's <laughs> great about this show. 
<laughs> in this case, a solution of super glue and bicarb. Well, it's just how the, the show goes. We're all over the place. Let me just take a quick peek here at uh, the FACOTube show notes or FACOTube chat, which turn into comments. And things are going fast and furious here. Um, Skate and Destroy says, I heard an ad on a podcast the other day for life insurance. The person said how their spouse died suddenly, which made them realize the need for said insurance. <laughs> so there's another scam, isn't it? The whole insurance thing. Yeah, it's a scam. You, you, you're made to take life insurance out. Who benefits? Well, it's for your, it's for the survivors, obviously. That's what you do it for. But um, it's, the question it's, it's, is, do they cover when a lot of them allegedly have exemptions for where they don't pay out on taking experimental medications, which, of course, is what the countermeasure is. Exactly. So there's a, t there's a tip for you. Never acknowledge vaccine damage. Mm -hmm. So now we know why people are not going to acknowledge vaccine damage. Because obviously, if you die of a heart attack and um, the insurance doesn't want to pay out, you, you, and they say it's because you've been vaccine damaged, you say you'll have to prove that, won't you? Yeah, I suppose. I'd love to know if there are real cases going through. Kate well, Evans. There was, was a story two years ago about some guy in France. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but look, but I, I think it just as a general principle, claiming you're hurt by vaccines is unwise. If Maybe, yeah. Kate Emma says that um, I think the deaths are hiding the true scale of the crime, the sterilizations, which is what I think these jabs were all about, hence the drive to go lower age groups and pregnant women. Yeah, I think it's both. I'm sure most people here know that uh, Albert Bourla, the alleged chairman of Pfizer is a vet who specializes in sterilizing animals, horses especially. Well, and, and interestingly, there is a video of him mm -hmm. saying how, you know, even though he's the maker of the vaccine, he, you know, he didn't want to unfairly put himself in front of the line to get vaccinated. Oh, yes, yes. And, you know, he didn't want to take that, that possibility away from someone who really needed it. He's a very noble I'm, guy. I'm pretty sure I, I found that here. Is it Albert Bourla backs down? Is this what it is? Even I was surprised when they suggested to me that this is the way to go. And I questioned it. Uh, and I asked them to justify it. How can you say something like that? But they came and they were very, very convinced that this is the right way to go. They felt that the two years that uh, of work on mRNA since 2018, together with BioNTech, to... That's not the one. That's not it. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Bourla the Vet, that was FAK 435. We did talk about that, so I don't have any other Bourla videos, but we could easily find that. I'm sure if we use our favorite search engine, which of course is presearch.com, Urla didn't take vaccine. Yeah, that was from 2020. He didn't want to cut the line. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. 
Oh, that's a 10 minute video. I'm not going to watch that. I guess we, the best place to find that would be on TikTok, right? You on TikTok? No. Actually, I have a search for that. Let me go back. I think I have TikTok in my search. Uh, where is it here? T for TikTok. Maybe I don't. Mr. Rasmussen. Oh, here we go. Search on TikTok. are not the father. Okay, here we go. Search on TikTok. Let's see if that comes up here. TikTok. No, not that one. Not that one. Let me get my story straight here. Sorry, guys. A little... Um, Oh, what is it, this I want to one? ask you also about a very important issue of vaccine hesitancy. Uh, even folks who get most of their vaccines normally might be hesitant about these vaccines because they were developed so quickly. What do you tell uh, those folks who might be saying, well, I'm going to wait a few months before I get this one? I would tell them I wish that the situation was not so critical so that they can have the luxury to think about it. Uh, but uh, the, the, the situation is as deadly as it could be right now. The, the, the situation is as deadly as it could be. You have not yet had uh, your shot. When do you plan to get it? You have not yet had uh, your shot. When do you plan to get it? This is a vaccine that was developed without cutting corners from a company of 171 years of credentials. 171 years, 171 years of credentials. That wasn't a very good video, but you get you get the point. He never took it. Didn't want to jump the line. <laughs> the guy's just a clown. He's just an actor. I don't even think he's a vet, personally. Look, I'd be, you know, would anyone of these guys walk around? I was very surprised this to see for Bill, you, Bill you have not at the Australian had, Open. Uh, your shot, when do you plan to get it? Sooner uh, I can, I will. The only sensitivity here, uh, Meg, is that... Uh, I don't want to, uh, to have an example that I'm uh, cutting the line. But uh, I am uh, uh, 59 years old, in good health. I'm not working in the front line. So it, uh, my type is not recommended to get vaccination now. So that's one consideration. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm allergic to bullshit. A question for you. I've heard you. All right, I'm going to put that on fake or two. That's what I do. So that that's a good one. Jesus. Thank you, Frank, on that. Now, the other thing that occurred, of course, is I did have a discussion with um, Todd and uh, Max Freeman. Oh, right. That went quite well, actually. Um, but uh, despite my my political views, I obviously have uh, encouraged people to buy a lot more uh, Epic Cash. Okay. Because its, it's price has skyrocketed. Yeah, it doubled. Mm-hmm. Since that discussion, did you partake? Did you invest a little well, I, bit? I, I've still got the one epic coin that you gave me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so you at least you um, can monitor it through that little wallet you've right. got. It's it's now at eighty seven cents. So it was like um, I, I think forty three cents or something. I US doubled your salary when, when, when we um, <laughs> when we went to, to the discussion. I thought I thought Max Freeman. Um, 
uh, clearly showed that this is a private thing. Um, I, I guess I personally don't like the idea of, of money, which isn't, you know, a, a, to me, money is a thing which is a, a, an instrument agreed upon by all the participating parties. It's, it shouldn't be a thing that's that's traded in itself. In this case, Epic Cash or any of these other bitcoins, the instrument itself is the thing of value. Rather, you know, it's not the, you know, to me, these things should be a medium of exchange to get your butter, your milk, your eggs, your bread, you know, buy your house, whatever. So I, I, I just am nonplussed by the whole thing. But that's... Uh, well, yeah, it's... Currency speculation is not a wise investment move for most people, so I don't advise it either. But it could be a great method of exchange of value. But that doesn't mean you should invest heavily in it. Just like if you were investing in the Swiss franc, which has been around a long time, it's currency speculation. Now, if you have to do business using the Swiss franc then and you want to lock in a price, then it's a wise move. And that's what companies do. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna be buying a lot of American, uh, if you're gonna be buying a lot of goods in American dollars, and you don't want to account for any, or you want to lock in the currency so you don't have to be exposed to currency changes in the value of the currency, then you buy American dollars. It's pretty simple. And that's the sort of thing that I have done when I was, you know. Buying, selling salt internationally, uh, you know, in, in one of my my careers as a salt, Yin Fanza salt peddler, and you would, you know, we would hedge currency all the time, right? Um, and it's an that's just, you know, as you say, a part of reducing risk. But then they end up with derivatives, and you know, imagine what's how the world's going to be with derivatives of Epic Cash. It's it's just going to be chaos who knows what's going to happen but yeah. anyway the net effect of the um uh, well i don't i don't know if the, our discussion with with max had anything to do with it but it's been very interesting to watch its meteoric rise in the last fortnight certainly oh it was only a week ago that i yeah had that discussion. i think it's trickled down a little bit but uh yeah, it's still it's still interesting. It's an interesting uh, thing. Bitcoin is up too. There's lots of crypto that is up. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone's. I'd be interested if you'd post that on the site and see if I can get some feedback from. Oh right, let's find that. So that was on. So let's look up Uncle Vigilante. And Uncle Vigilante will find his channel. I mean, for what it's worth, I, th I thought it was a very civilized discussion and thought it went pretty well. He was supposed to be up. He was supposed to be on the show last night, but he wasn't, or on Tuesday, he wasn't feeling great. And then, of course, I couldn't make it last night, and he still wasn't feeling that great yesterday, he said. So we're going to find it here. Here's his lives. And it was a week ago, I believe, six days ago. And I don't see it. <laughs> and, and, you know, any, any way you cut this, Todd, um, you know, does a very good, 
uh, hosting job. What would you call it? Um, yeah, he's a good host. Do you see it on the page here? I don't see it. Oh, maybe it's gone. No, it I'll should be there, but do you remember what it was called? It was a live. And what day was that? Eight days ago? Mm. I'll have a look. I think it was in the Fakeologist live calendar. Uncle V, it was the 17th, so it was six days ago. So it should be here six days ago. Is it this one? Maybe it's this one. Three. Which just absolutely blows my well, mind. We got a call here. Hold Hello, caller. Where are you calling from and what's your name? Well, I'm calling from Plovdiv, Bulgaria, and I'm calling <laughs> to say a big thanks and congratulations to Frank the Salt Guy because since his appearance with the Epic Cash Boys, our coin is going to the moon. <laughs> Do you have I'm some... popping bottles of champagne <laughs> as we speak. Do you have some, uh, John LeVon? Well, they sent me 300 Epic Coins. I insisted that they didn't do this because I had them as guests for Bombitations a few months ago, maybe six months ago now. 300 And they coins? said, oh, we want to send you some coins. And I said, I don't want any uh, Epic Coins. I just want you guys to come and join me as guests for the show. That's more than enough. But they insisted. So I got an Epic Wallet and all the rest of it. And then uh, they sent me, Uncle uh, Uncle Epic sent me 300 coins. At the time, they were worth 300 US dollars, $1 each. Oh, and wow. And then subsequently, they dropped... They dropped down to about 40 US cents. They were down 60%. And I was starting to think that my nest egg, because you know, Uncle Epic thinks he'll be worth $1,000 each. So I was he does, yeah. well, I think more. my retirement all sorted. And then I saw my retirement slipping before my eyes. <laughs> week after week, it was just in the red, in the red. And I thought my uh, investment, my retirement savings were gone. But then Frank from Geelong went and had a chat with the boys from Epic. Yeah. And since then, and you, you can say this is a coincidence if you want, but I'm no coincidologist. Since then, we've almost doubled, and we are going to the moon. I think this is the... I don't think it was from my enthusiasm, though, uh, John. Well, I haven't listened to the call yet, Frank. I didn't know you guys had already done the call, so if you guys can post a link to that. I I can't see it. Show number number four. Well, he titled the show, Are Internet Passports the Crypto Killer? And that's that's really not what you talked about that that was a minor tiny part of the show i believe well that was and at under, the end yeah underneath it and, says and, here and that, that question basically they said we don't know and all he had to do is he should have put frank from australia promotes or asked or ask critical questions that would have been a better title but here it is here it's on the screen it'll be show note number four and that will be I'll give that a thumbs up. I'm number 88 on the thumbs up. Is that available as an MP3? Because, you know, some people, they're uploading their content these days, and you have to stream it. You can't download it. And this really grinds my gears. So do you know if they've uploaded that as an MP3, I can just download? I'm going to say no, but John LeBon, I will give you a little tip. I don't use – I have uh, YouTube Premium, so I could download it to – the YouTube app, which I don't oh, usually do. No, if it's on YouTube, I can just download it and rip it to MP3 myself. That's what I do most of the time anyway. That's fine. It's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I usually do as well. Cool. Well, I didn't want to interrupt your show. I do enjoy the fact that you guys are still doing the show. It's uh, a shame, as I've said before, that Marcus and um, Tiago, the four of you were great together. It's a great show. It was good, it was good but there was, there, there, it was good, but there, four is just too many voices. I think we just, you just can't. I never can't. thought so. I never you, thought so. Oh, you it liked was, it? It was mostly I, I thought we were the main voices. And then Tiago and Frank just chimed in 
win relevant. The four of you worked perfect together. I felt. Yeah, yeah we were pretty good. But you know, Frank, perfect. Frank is a great conversationalist and he is a great co-host and just having Frank every week and Frank is extremely reliable. Uh, for the most part. Yeah, well, I tune in every week, as you know. I tune in every week. So thanks to two of you for doing the show, and I don't want to interrupt it. No, no, it's fine. Ask... Well, you're not interrupting at all, You're not John. interrupting. We you're part of the show now. What this is all about. Yeah, you're okay, part well, of the I show. I want to ask you very quickly. I noticed, I couldn't help but notice, Ab, that you posted on the Conspiracy No Pole subreddit recently. I did. And it seemed as though you were making reference to my truth uncle, Marcus Allen. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you'd like to share with us about this? Yeah, well, I was going to bring that up, that uh, I did post JLB's new show. It's called No Poll Review, and you, you're you on your fifth show, and I listened to the whole thing. I don't normally well, – I didn't. I haven't listened to all the other four, but this one, I have you automatically go into my playlist, so it was there, and it just played into it, so I kept listening. I didn't stop it. It was interesting because you do reference the Fakeologist show, which I appreciate muchly. And then I believe you linked to the Reddit that you run, the No Paul Reddit. And then I don't know if I have a link to that or how I, how I found the link, but it was a, it was a thread that was started by Marcus under another name. And you know how he hates pseudonyms, but he used them anyway. Yeah, and then but he, of course with Reddit, you can just check a user's account because here's what happened. <laughs> Wild Times came on to your show. Yes. And within minutes of his appearance, he made this announcement that him and the other mods who he worked with, they'd all left the Conspiracy No Pole subreddit, which is a subreddit that I obviously founded and that I run. Yeah. So within hours of you publishing that call, within hours, Ab, no exaggeration, yeah. somebody has gone to the No Pole subreddit and they've posted, why have all of the mods fled this uh, subreddit, JLB, what do you have to say for yourself? Or worse, that effect. And I looked at the username. I hadn't seen it before, but I thought, who on earth listens to Fakeologist? <laughs> yeah, who? Yeah. Within, within, within <laughs> moments of it being published. That's right. And then would think to come to this subreddit. So I thought to myself, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to check this person's posting history, which anybody can do on Reddit. It's part of what you do on Reddit. You can just check to see what other subs people post in and what have you. So what do you and do? Just click, more than you just click their name, yeah. Yeah, just click their name. It didn't take me more than a couple of minutes to confirm my suspicions, Ab, because I started seeing that this same person had posted in different subreddits about, um, you know, financial advice or this kind of things that I knew. There were certain keywords that I'd seen in markets post mm-hmm, before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I kept going through the post history, and then sure enough, there were links to Live Rich USA, and I thought, aha, no surprises here, Ab. So within hours, Ab, of you publishing that call. Mm-hmm. There it was on Conspiracy No Pole, Marcus, who has never, as far as I know, popped into that subreddit in the past. But once he had some gossip, once he had some drama. To drama, yeah, to, exactly. Yeah, that's mm. right. That's and then right. what did he do? When, when Once I said, hey, uh, I have a sneaking suspicion I know who this is, and I can see why they've posted this. What did Marcus come along and say? Oh, he doesn't like drama. Yes. And yes, I yes. think, Ab, I think your comment was along the lines of, now, this, this is a little bit... This seems like a contradiction, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And Frank knows, Frank knows Marcus as well as anybody. So Frank, I made the comment. I hate drama. I hate drama, but please tell me if there is any drama here. LOL. That was my comment. And I said to Marcus, Marcus, you better sell your car and come back for the drama. You clearly love it. <laughs> and, and he hasn't well, responded. Who knows? Who I knows? would love it. If, I mean, I don't know if you and Frank want Marcus back on the show, but if you did, 
I would love it if he did come back onto the show. Well, yeah. I think a good skepticism. A lot of what he says, I think, is, you know, I don't agree with everything everybody says, but at least Marcus is there asking questions. It makes for good radio, I believe. Yeah, I agree. One hundred percent. And yeah, even not agreeing, you're going to generate excellent discussions from the topics he brings up. Yeah, D- definitely, definitely. So if you're out there, Marcus, and I know that you are, even though you said some cheeky things, you know, he threatened me. Did you see that, Ab? Marcus threatened me. He said that I don't want to play this game with him. And yes, I, know what's I saw that. That was very worse this effect. And I thought, Marcus, who do you think you're talking to here? So I left a little reply to him, and he hasn't replied back, and that's probably for the best. So let's just put this nonsense behind us, and I would love it if he did come back to the regular Fakeologist show, if you're out there, Marcus, and I know that you are. And oh, he, he next time you want to get some gossip or drama from the No Pulse subreddit, Marcus, just be upfront about it. Don't pretend that you don't enjoy the drama. And for any listeners who might be interested, it is true that five of the moderators from the Conspiracy's No Pole subreddit did leave, two in December and then three more recently. And one of them is Wild Time, who so I believe is still a moderator here at Fakeologist.com. He is on our Discord, yes, for sure. And it, people come and go. We don't pay any of these people. They're all volunteers. So if people come and go, then I don't blame them because they have other things to do. And it's uh, a thankless job being a volunteer. You get nothing but grief and you don't get any pay. So I don't, I don't blame them. And I'm grateful for anyone who comes and goes and uh, makes a contribution. So maybe it's as simple as that. I don't think we have to really get too deep into why people do things. People disagree. Family members disagree. We're all in this little tiny conspiracy community and we have disagreements and that's completely natural. And whatever I, happened to Truth I Am while we're sort of on a similar topic? Whatever happened to that guy? Actually, I talked to him last week. He's a really, he's a young guy. He's got health issues and other issues, but he's actually a very polite young man, married young man, and uh, I enjoy talking to him, but he's maybe Is not. Is he still moderating your Discord as well? Because I recall at a certain point, I you know, in the middle of be. when when all those people were getting banned left, right, and center, and, and your Discord really dropped in its uh, activity. I remember he was a moderator at that time, and he might have been one of the people banning people if memory serves. Maybe. I'm not really that involved in the Discord, as you know. I use it for audio, and uh, I try and keep the audio server up. I noticed that uh, the uh, live streamer is missing again. I have trouble. The Discord app is causing grief to my Velo box, which I think is melting down. But uh, we also have the Gilded connection. Looks like my Velo box is frozen again, so I'm going to have to kibosh it, I think. Chuck it. Chuck it, chuck it, chuck it. But uh, You're going to chuck the Velo box? I think it's melting. You're going to put the kibosh on the Velo box? No, I have to transfer it to the ab box. The ab box is just waiting to be upgraded and uh, installed, but I haven't had a chance yet. So the VeloBox keeps crashing on me. Is the ad box more muscular? Is the ad box I, just a rebranded VeloBox though? Is it just like a, a rebadged VeloBox? It's just another, it's just another NUC. They're called NUCs. Net, I can't remember what it's, I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but it's a, it's a little computer, a little cheap computer. That's what it is. So I think the VeloBox is having 
hardware issues. That's the only thing I can think of because it was working fine before. What's the difference between the app box and the velo box? Well, the app box is new. I bought it a couple of months ago. But it's not it's not installed yet. I don't have any of the software. Oh, I thought on he it. had customized it. I thought the thing with the VeloBox was that he had like customized it, so it was you know it was like a two spec kind of uh, thing. No, all he did was he got all the software running really fine on it, and just before he left America, we were about to clone it, and he was going to show me how to clone it, but everything melted down just before we were going to do that. And I don't personally know how to clone using virtual machines. That's never, I've never tried it before. But, uh, I haven't had a chance to figure it out on my own. It would have been a lot easier if he just showed me how to do it once and then I'd have it committed and we would have had a clone up and running. But we haven't done that yet. So I'm going to have to set it up probably manually one of these days. I see. So the app box is the same hardware as the Velo box, but it's a similar configuration. Yeah. I, I'm hoping it's, I think it's stronger and newer, but I'm not, I'm, it's probably pretty similar. So yeah, so that's going to, the ab box will be up one of these days as the Velo box continues to fail. All right. Well, one final thing from me before I go, because like I said, I didn't want to interrupt the show. Yep. Did you see on your forums that Al has posted a clip of this, um, what's his name? John O'Looney, this guy who was supposedly a funeral director from somewhere in England who has been doing the the rounds, doing interviews with different, you know, podcasters and what have you, saying that in his role as a funeral director, he has seen evidence with his own eyes of uh, vaccine damages and this kind of thing. Right. And Al, you can call me Al on the forums, who is a regular contributor yeah. at fakeologist.com. He has found an interview with John O'Looney saying that he is, get ready for this, a Freemason. Yeah. I found that interesting. So my parting question for both of you is, what do you make of this John O'Looney character and is the fact that he is, by his own testimony, a Freemason, is that relevant or is that just a, shouldn't even come into the equation? Go ahead, Frank. You haven't talked. I, look, I think it, it's a um, it's a strong piece of evidence for the idea that the, um, uh, the concern about the vaccination is equally as important as it is as if it's doing any actual damage. And I think I've talked about this before. I think the nocebo effect is real. And one of the reasons I don't discuss this stuff with my wife. Do you think if you reminded your wife that it was foolish to take the, bring the clock shot into her life, it might negatively affect her. That's my view. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. As for being in a, being a Mason, um, Frank could probably speak more to this, but if you're an independent businessman and you just want to be in a business type club to get more contacts, I I can see many of these guys being Masons just to get ahead. Yeah, but why would he talk about it? And they're not supposed to talk about it though, so that's the weird thing. That's right. Right. Does that change? I I thought the strangest part about John Looney was his name. Yeah. Same here. But uh, being a Mason, I don't think it's a big deal. But uh, but I'm assuming, John, that you are you are alluding to the fact that the vaccine damage is not real. No, no, that's not what I'm getting at. Although I can speak that if you want, because I did hear I think maybe two, maybe one or two weeks ago, Frank. I think I heard you mention 
uh, my views, and I think maybe I haven't explained them properly, so I will do that. Yes. But no, with Looney, I just I found it interesting that, and Al, I appreciate Al posting that there because I've had my, I don't say suspicions, that's too strong, but when John O'Looney burst onto the scene, and I first heard him, or I heard him, either the first or second interview I heard of his, he was actually on TOTT News, a guy who I used to podcast with, they had this thing called the General Knowledge Podcast, and I heard John O'Looney on there, and I was like, and I listened to it, and I was like, man, what a name. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to tease anyone's name or anything, but a guy who's suddenly getting all this exposure and attention, and he's saying that the vaccines are bad, whatever. Like, have you ever met someone called O'Looney? Like, is that even a name? Do you know what I mean? And now you've got this John O'Looney. I, 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 and and I, these, I, days, I, these days, these days people are saying that vaccines are Like, the narrative has flipped. So now people are open to the narrative that the vaccines are damaging people. But when this guy was first making the rounds, it was very loony to say the vaccines were causing problems, you know, to, to the regular masses. And who was this, who was this um, man doing the rounds saying this? A guy with the name John O'Looney? Could be a coincidence, but, I've, you know, just, I don't know. Anyway, as to Frank, to answer your question. So I heard you say maybe a week ago or two weeks ago that you think that I think the vaccines are doing no damage. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't know if they're causing damage. I don't know. And in my life, in my reality, I know two people who have told, these people I trust, who have told me stories where they feel as though an adverse reaction has followed uh, one of these coronavirus vaccines. In one case, it was some chest pain that took some weeks to go away. And this guy is no conspiracy theorist, right? So for him to say to me that he thinks the vaccine did that, he's got no agenda behind that. So that's one person I trust who said that. And then I know another guy who I trust and his story had to do with a family member of his, and that story was quite horrific. Now, in, in the second case, the time between injection and the, the family member's um, seriously negative outcomes, there was a longer lag time, so you can't know exactly what it was. But I'm open to the possibility it was the, the vaccine. So I'm not saying the vaccines can't hurt. If you inject anything into your bloodstream, anything, I don't care if the syringe is supposedly sterilized, yeah. You're putting something into your body that shouldn't be there. Then you're going to inject a liquid in there. I don't care if it's saline. There is a potential to cause problems. So if you're injecting millions of people, even with saline, there could be problems. Then you've got the nocebo effect. So even if the injection and the saline solution are in and of themselves not dangerous, if you've got people walking around thinking there's a ticking time bomb in their heads, maybe some of them yeah. are going to drop dead. So yeah. am I saying that no one has been harmed by the vaccines? That's not what I'm saying. My issue is with the people who are claiming to know that the vaccine is going to harm people. That's my yeah. issue. That's always been my issue. So perhaps I haven't explained that properly in the past, but I'm not saying that these vaccines are well, safe. Well, I, I, I appreciate I your clarification, John, for certain. Yeah, good clarification. I agree. I, I, think, they, I think all vaccines are weapons, and I think they hurt people, and they do no good at all because just the idea behind them is ridiculous. And the, just just all the all the reasons for why they are injected and why they work and antigens and adjuvants they all add up to no good to me and I think they're hurting people I think they've always hurt people and I will always blame them for I think all autoimmune diseases including type one diabetes which is one of the worst things you can do to somebody. I think it's just one of the But the idea that John O'Looney is controlled opposition thing. is very reasonable. You're talking about John O'Looney? Yeah. 
the idea that 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 he is controlled opposition is a very reasonable. Yeah, sure. Well, he's promoted. He's in the media. Yeah. For instance, will Stu Peters be bringing on Catherine Watt, who talks about the COVID kill box? Because I know she is starting to make the rounds, but it's mostly on Zoom calls. But will she be on Stupid Peters, for instance? I doubt it because she is laying out the very dry legal arrangement that the military has created to create the illusion that this is a vaccine and not a military countermeasure. <laughs> so, yeah. I think what Frank said, though, Ab, because I agree with Frank. Like, if someone you know and you care about has taken the injection, mm-hmm. I feel, and it sounds like Frank feels the same way, you shouldn't be putting any bad ideas in their head, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're just, it's not a good idea. What about we do, Ab? Like, I know that your family didn't take the injection, but mm-hmm. suppose one of your friends, one of your daughters brought over a friend, and you found out that that person took the injection, or suppose you met someone at work, mm-hmm. like, do you tell them your your views that these things might uh, cause problems, or do you just sort of, you know... Not unless it comes naturally into the conversation. I'm not going to confront them and ask them. I find that extremely rude. But if the conversation ever came up, and they gave me an entranceway, for sure I would probably work my view in, but I'm no, I'm not going to confront somebody and ask for their papers. No. I'm a little more subtle than that. I'm not a, I'm not brutally trying to intimidate and upset people. But if they ask for my opinion, well, not even just intimidating. I mean, even just this idea of if someone said to you, "Look, I got the vaccine," mm-hmm. so you, so they openly told you they you didn't you know you didn't ask for their papers or anything. They just they told you. Would you share with them your view that hey, that could be a dangerous thing, or would you just be like, oh, well, that's fair enough, and just sort of leave it? I would probably leave it unless they probed a little further as to my point of view on them because I'm not there to upset. And But I, I have I have asked in the past um, if, if they know anyone or they themselves had any effect. Most people say no that I talk to. But as I've said many times, it's a complicated psyop. I think uh, Canadians could be getting a different version than Americans. There's no doubt in my mind. There's different batches for different people in different areas. So it's you know, not... in the live stream chat, Kate Emma says that she was also suspicious of John O'Looney's name. So you see, like a lot of us, we were like, what, O'Looney? You know what I mean? But that wasn't... What, you know what I mean? That crazy name was... That that speculation's been going on ever since he showed up. And maybe that's it's being saying. used to like discredit him. Maybe he's telling the truth. And maybe that's to discredit him, saying, oh, he's a loon for exposing this idea that there are, um, there's, there's ex- excess clotting going on in the veins. Because as Tim Ogden said. That could be said, like a psyopception. If the people who run the show, mm-hmm. they found a guy who was telling the truth and they identified, hey, he's got a strange name. Yeah. And he's a former Mason. Right. Let's promote this guy. Yeah. Because then the conspiracy people well, are just going to fight apart. amongst themselves. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a fair. Man, yeah, a maybe. Yeah. But Tim Osmond said yeah. blood always clots when people die, but does it clot to this extent? I mean, only a funeral guy who works in the business every day would know if this is excess clotting, if this is a real problem, or if this is just something they always encounter, and it's always a problem to drain the blood out of a dead body. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know the 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 variance in that business. Well, here's the thing, and I mentioned this on that uh, Conspiracy No Poll review, that weekly show that I'm now doing, I mentioned this. Mm-hmm. I got this Twitter, you know Twitter on your Twitter feed, people can pay money to put their, their tweets in front of you, right? 
blue check mark. And when they do that, they choose well, you can pay for a blue check mark, but I'm talking about people paying money to Twitter basically to advertise, right? But not to put a, an overt ad in front of you, but one of their tweets. You can pay to have your tweet put to other people. And when you do this, you pay to have it put in front of your key target audience. Okay. And so I got this tweet in my Twitter feed, a page, like I had not subscribed to this person, and it was for at vaccine injuries or vac, at injuries of vaccines or something like this. Yeah. And it was basically a, a Twitter account that has compiled all of these alleged vaccine injuries. And it, get, it gets me to wondering, why would someone be paying to put their tweet of a collation of vaccine injuries in front of me? And I, my inference is, because a lot of people I subscribe to are conspiracy people or alternative people. So I would be in the catchment audience of someone who wants to put their tweets in front of conspiracy people or alternative people. So if someone's putting money into promoting the vaccine injuries to me, what do they want to gain from it? You see, and so what I think is going to happen is there's going to be this cottage industry of content creators, podcasters, YouTubers, authors, whoever, who are going to make their money over the next few years taking advantage of people who are scared of the vaccines or who have this schadenfreude. They want people to get injured by the vaccines because they still feel resentment for how we were mistreated back in 2021, 22. So anyone who, anybody who kind of is interested in the vaccine injuries. They're going to be the target audience now for people who are like, yeah, the vaccine's injured people. The vaccine's injured people. Well, this is what I think is going to happen. There was that newspaper study. Sorry, Frank, I I interrupted you three times. I apologize. I'll shut up in just a second. There was that newspaper story in um, whatever outlet a week ago saying that, oh, there's been this study that shows that getting vaccinated provides the same or less protection than simply catching the coronavirus in the first place. Now, we all know that there is no coronavirus. So it's not like we're going to believe this story. But now the narrative, even the official narrative has moved to, oh, well, you know, you would have been better off just catching the, 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 the virus. You'd have more protection that way, which is what people were saying two years ago anyway. So you see the narrative is shifting. And I think this is not, this is not any harm to the establishment. I think this, helps, this is going to help them because now we're going to spend, not we, but people will spend years arguing over, oh, they should have done this, they shouldn't have done that. Meanwhile, we all know there are no viruses. Nobody died, nobody got hurt from some bullshit, invisible, body-possessing demon. Do you see what I'm trying to say here? So, so some people have this idea in their head of, oh, look, the truth is coming out. It's not really the truth. And who do you think is pushing this? Do you see what I mean? Rachel so, said John O'Looney's website appears to check out on the Wayback Machine. I checked it out when he first appeared. So there you go. So I have said for some time that what will happen next is that companies that force their employees to take this thing will start being sued. And that has been the purpose of this. It will cause a lot of economic damage in Western countries when employees start suing their employers. And I think that is the ambulance chaser thing that's occurring already. And fairly easy to predict in my view okay have you heard back from Tiago by the way because he was running the um, no 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 incommunicado no communication whatsoever and Marcus told me he's not coming back either and because he'd have to sell his car and give the money to his wife so he's not going to do that so that's that's the status 
Oh, maybe we could. Maybe we could do a. Can we do a GoFundMe to buy Marcus a new car? Lost my Wi-Fi warden. Hasn't he done this before? Isn't this a a regular Marcus Allen claim? I think it might be. This might be a new twist to it, though. So. So we need to crowdfund. We need to do a GoFundMe. No, I'm not doing that. No. Is that the angle here? No, no. Because you know what? If Epic Coin keeps going the way it's going. I can just sell one of my coins yeah. to pay for that. Well, so as soon as Epic gets to $15,000, you have my word, we'll pay for Marcus Allen to come back. You know, he sold his Epic coins, Ab. He I don't know that. Boys, I don't know And he know sold that. them instantly. Oh, yeah. Don't you worry about that. Because you see, he was in talks with the Epic Cash guys because, you know, uh, Marcus was going to run this breakaway civilization, as you might recall. And so he was in talks with the Epic Cash guys and he was going to integrate Epic Cash as the, the currency of this new breakaway civilization and so then he was on their um telegram or some group that they ran and and then he had some discussion with them and all was very cordial and they transferred him a thousand epic coins this is back when they were worth uh one dollar a pop maybe even more slightly more and then he sold the whole lot jumped on the epic communications channels and started poo-pooing epic cash didn't he goodness gracious me well by the way i apologize Mm. to everyone that's listening on the audio live stream because because the velo box is melting down, it's not working. So, unfortunately, uh, you're going to have to have been listening on FacoTube, which has been very good and very reliable. So, apologies to all the live streamers tonight. I'll have to get, I'll have to redouble and refocus my efforts to fixing the audio aspect of the show. But FacoTube has been great. The chat has been lively. And we've been going about an hour and a half, Frank, and we only budgeted for an hour, but we were graced with the great John the Bond of johnthebond.com. Yeah, sorry about that. I didn't want well, to. No, it, it, it pepped up the conversation. You clarified quite a few things, John. I managed to get my aura in about people suing their, their employers, which I think is what this is all about next. And I thought it was great. Yeah. Next time you call Thanks in, put it on uh, no poll. Because I think your listeners would be happy to hear you, and you boost the numbers. We got a we got a few people on FacoTube tonight, which is really good. So yeah, put it on uh, no poll. We'd be happy. Of the moment, I I am I'm keeping bad hours, even though I'm still sober. We're going on seven weeks of complete sobriety. Oh well done, John. uh, I'm not happy about that. Well, I was only aiming for one month, and then I thought, oh well, I just didn't feel like drinking. You know what I mean? That's great. Weeks, but I'm still staying up late. For some reason, so I thought I'll just check the old Faco tube to see if the boys are alive and you were there. Yeah. And then I heard Frank mention Epic Cash, and I was like, "That's right, I forgot. That's some of the best news I've heard all year. Epic's going to the moon." So I thought I'd call in, and here we are, half an hour later. I wasn't, I wasn't really trying to. <laughs> well, it was great. Do this. It was great, and I just listened to you, week. and I I'll just posted John on. Uh, put a link to your audio, so everyone needs to go to JohnLeBond.com. He's a great booster of fakeologist. We enjoy the synergy and the cross pollination, and I actually. You were talking about Bin Laden's cave, and that reminded me that I I want to see did I post that video on the FacoTube, and I did do that quite a while ago because I thought that's that's a fantastic that's a fantastic video. So that was a great way to play out your show as well. I thought that was no coincidence that you put that as the top post on Fakeologist mm-hmm. shortly after listening to the latest uh, conspiracy no poll. Yeah, I've used that video to go out twice on my shows now because it's brilliant. There's done. Can you play out with that one? Or not play out with it, but can you play just that clip? It's a 40 second clip. 
for the listeners now. It's, it's not a rum show. Discussion about him hiding minute. out. I love rummy. I think many times the American people have a perception that it's a little hole dug out of a side of a mountain. Oh no, this is it. This is a fortress. Yes, a complex, multi-tiered bedrooms and offices on the top, as you can see. Secret exits on the side and the end, and on the bottom. Cut deep to avoid thermal detection. A ventilation system to allow people to breathe and to carry on. The entrance is large enough to drive trucks and even tanks, even computer systems and telephone systems. It's a very sophisticated operation. Oh, you bet. This is serious business, and and there's not one of those. There are many of those. And I can't believe well, thank Dis- you very much, Disney Frank, Disney World. Yeah, Disney Back World should have so taken over. Those caves and build a theme park around it because I would love to have gone to these caves. That would have been amazing. I'd better you could organize your own kidnapping and everything there. Be great. That'd be great. All well, right. Thanks to both of you again for having me on the show. Thank thanks you, to all your John. supporters who support fakeologist.com. Yeah. I'll be listening next week. And that'll do me for today. So thanks, guys. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, John LeBond. Why are there so many podcasts from Jordan? Saying we can't blame the Jews. John LeVon calling from Bridgeport, Illinois, or Plovdiv. I should have known that uh, whatever number he dials in comes through Illinoising. So I think that's funny. But, uh, Frank, any closing comments? I was going to play a video on FacoTube, but now FacoTube was acting up, and I have a a really good video that was on the Dollar Vigilante that he took from... I can't remember the name, Five Something, Five Sounds of Something he did on Bill Gates. That was supposed to be on Faco 2, but Faco 2's encoder is screwing up again. Well, uh, well the, only, the only closing comments I want to make is, of course, mm-hmm. to remind people that I am performing at the White Eagle House in Geelong tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Do you have my a uh, webpage for that? My first... Um, a web, I don't think there is a web page. I can I can give you the um, mm-hmm. the thing. Let me see if I if there's anybody in the would, could someone from Melbourne easily drive down to where you are? Easy. I've, there are there are friends of mine driving from Melbourne. How long a drive this, is that? Oh, it's about an hour. All right. So Melbourne is what? How how big of a city? What rank of size of a city is Melbourne in all of Australia? What? It's number two. It's it's about, about five and a half million people there. Number two after Sydney? Yeah. Wow, the second biggest city. So you should be able to get a decent audience. So anyone who wants to go see Frank sing his, yeah. uh, his karaoke, I suppose, will be no, somewhere. It's a, it's a live, I've, got a live, I've got a live band backing me up. I've got a real band. Okay. And it's, uh, it's the Geelong Country Music Festival, White Eagle House. $30 for a day pass, $60 for a weekend pass. And I think that's called shameless promotion. I'm not sure. That's wonderful. Okay. That's fantastic. Fantastic, Frank. And uh, Craig Schaefer, I think you were saying the site sucked or something in one of the comments, but now you're in the uh, chat, which is fine. You're transmitting the show on 92.3 in your hometown. Well, congratulations. That's a good idea. I was going to do that as well. That was one of the things that I was going to do uh, with Veliset, but we got derailed. I, I have an FM transmitter as well that uh, I was going to hook up and broadcast the show from. I still, I guess I could still do that. 
But I used to set up an FM transmitter for another setup I had. And uh, it's kind of fun. Yeah, you can transmit FM radio. And it's illegal, of course. And I guess it's I guess it's not really illegal if it's a very weak signal. But if it was a big signal and screwed up the, the normal uh, big boy radio stations, they would probably triangulate you and shut your butt down. But, uh, yeah, good show today. Frank, thanks for showing up. I don't think we really need an extra person on the show because we work well and we do take calls, as you know. I think I think caller inners are essential, though. It does fire you up. Oh, yeah, especially if they, if they have their own agenda and their own website. <laughs> so, so remember that this is the agenda show. If you've got an agenda, push it here. Yeah, we take agendas here. Next week. Yeah, Frank, you'll be back next same time next week. Thanks. Frank often checks in on the audio chats on the weekend. And this is the end of the Fakeologist work week, which means the next time you'll hear from me, maybe Sunday, but often I will be on the audio chat. Sometimes Frank, sometimes Frank checks in. We're usually there Saturday morning, Toronto time. And Sunday morning is Be Told with Mr. Rick. And if you want to see the schedule, it's it's usually updated in a decent manner at fakeologist.com forward slash live. If you want to uh, keep this show going and keep FakeOtube going, fakeologist.com forward slash donate. We do take all kinds of value for value including credit cards, including Epic Cash, Epic Pay, Monero, Bitcoin. Does anyone use Bitcoin? Because I haven't seen a Bitcoin donation in a year. Who can afford it? It's like it's like a 10 million, it's like a million pound banknote, is it? What, what use is it? Well, Frank, as we know, you can send fractions, millions of uh, Bitcoin. You can send as little as overcomes the transaction fee. Wow. Yeah, I take Bitcoin. I've never got a Bitcoin, but I've got fractions of a Bitcoin. So I take Bitcoin. Same with Monero. You don't have to send a whole one of them. That's that's not the point. But same with Epic. You can send fractions. Actually, you can't... Yeah, um, yeah I guess you could send fractions of... No, you, can, you have to send a whole Epics, I think. I'm not sure. But uh, I have a couple wallets here, so if you want to send in a donation, you certainly can. It's very easy. And we are value for value, user supported. So I appreciate everyone for joining in tonight. Epic chat, or really good chat tonight. I had lots of people on here. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Oh, Greg, Craig, you worked it out that it was Gmail that was blocking your... Uh, your email, yeah. Gmail has a great habit of filtering crap. So you got to go into all your mailboxes on Gmail. I suggest you don't use Gmail. Use something else. Use ProtonMail or Mail.com or Tutanova. Get away from Gmail. What's wrong with you people? Get off the big tech. Get away from it. It's not that hard. And don't forget, if you like Frank and you want to... Talk to Frank, frank at fakeologist.com. He has his own email service here, frank at fakeologist.com. 
So please send him a message, encourage Frank. And go to Frank's website, howtotakecareofyourpenis.com. Do you get any action from the promotion on this show, Frank? Uh, it's the only time I get any action, Ed. Oh, so you do get information. Wow. Or you I do get people, uh, you do get people coming it, over. When it's when I appear on the show, people do go, come over and have a, a look. I've had a few comments. I've had some comments from um, a guy in... Um, in Washington DC, who uh, was very wild times. No, it was supportive of my comments on money. Okay. Yeah, but you can see his comments there on the website. It's it's there. Okay, that's amazing. So everyone needs to go check out Frank's blog, how to take care of your penis dot com. Uh, Frank has lots of good information on salt. We never got into the train derailment, whole hydrochloric acid thing, but uh, maybe next week, if it's still a relevant topic, we'll get into it. But uh, It'll be past the 11-day news cycle by then, won't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. It'll probably be over, but we'll be on it. Okay, Frank, thanks. Appreciate it. Have a great night. Sleep well. I will. And uh, thank you, everyone here, for joining in. And we will talk to you next time. Take care. What happened to the audio? What happened? What happened? Oh, I pressed. (laughs) Unprofessional. Sorry, guys.